your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Bonjour, Shelby. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. <yeah>. Bonjour. <laughs> I did I'm take a year of, of French in college, so I felt I felt yeah. right at home here with uh, Emily in Paris from the Midwest. Very bad French accent. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, great style too. So I'm oh, sure of you course. saw yourself there. Yes. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask before we jump into Emily in Paris. I don't want to draw attention to it, but I have to know. Did you see the new trailer for the Michael Bay movie about COVID? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I thought for sure you would because it stars I heard your favorite. Nothing about this. And no, it, no, it stars um the kid from Riverdale. Is it K KJ Appa? KJ Appa is yes. in a oh it's a, wow. Okay. It's a Michael Bay like thriller horror, not horror. I guess yeah, just like an action thriller about COVID that was filmed, produced, and finished this summer. And um I honestly don't remember what it's called it's songbird yes, i'm looking at, okay pause this i'm watching this no. and i'm all back <laughs> yep nope it's happening okay wow that looked terrible <laughs> i know i thought it's... you meant I, I was expecting love in the time of corona but with no. michael bay but this no. was like apocalypse covid 23 is here yeah. we're all like looking bad i will say KJ Apa was putting to good use his like quarantine beard and hair because usually he has to have usually he has to dye his hair red for mm. Riverdale which is a it's a very strange choice that they cast him as Archie a oh, noted yeah. redhead when he is like a Pacific Islander yeah. and has very dark hair that they have to constantly dye but it, it you know he he looks real bad during COVID because he just had like a beard and gross hair or whatever. And that's what I guess he was doing with this. <laughs> yeah. Did they shoot it all choice. like uh, they shot it all like separately, I'm assuming, sort of? Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess when watching the trailer, it seems sort of focused on people in quarantine. So it's easy to then avoid uh, crowds. But mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, mo- a lot of movies and shows have figured out ways to resume um, filming um, Superstore just came back and I was frankly shocked they have a new season already done because they had to stop filming their finale when the first when quarantine first hit in March so the fact that we've gotten to the point where entertainment has figured out how to move on how to live with mm-hmm. this is just shockingly uh, uh, depressing how long we've been in this but so yeah I guess he he pitched it, sold it, you know, wrote it, created it, filmed it, and now is releasing it all in the last eight, seven months. Uh, I don't know. Looks Pretty terrible. Wild. But, you know, come yeah. April or whatever it is when we're watching it. Yeah, when we're all so excited to see how COVID plays out in the future. No burnout whatsoever. It just seems like a bad idea. It's like, who wants to one? believe that it could get that bad but two would then want to sit in a theater and like watch it you know like i just yeah, i don't no. know who this is no for. thank you <laughs> this is something that you should have like this is something that you can have come out in like 2040 when right. everyone is sort of like long like they haven't forgot covid but you know it's like yeah. a distant memory sort of exactly. like remember we were all in our houses <laughs> and i did a lot of puzzles you know it's like a pleasant kind yeah. of uh 
thing. This is not for yeah. this year. Yeah. What is for this year is friggin' Emily in Paris. <laughs> I want to watch a bunch of very attractive people with French accents wander around in a beautiful version of Paris, like eating croissants, still being skinny, and and truly having no plot whatsoever. That's what yeah. I want. Well, so this is the thing, right, is um, we have no content <laughs> and every week is a struggle. Um, this show came out in the beginning of October to much um, notice. It was that long ago? I thought oh, it was yeah. more recent. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've been sitting on this for a while. So is it still relevant? Probably not. But we've gotten a couple emails about it. My own mom reached out to let me know yes. that it was very important that I understand that it's a good show and an entertaining show. And I should not only watch it, but I should... I should not hate watch it because it's that likable. So when push came to shove, we were like, well, I guess we're, I guess we can binge watch Emily in Paris and uh, make this happen for our, for our fans, for our followers. Well, the, <laughs> the real Russian roulette was like Emily in Paris or yeah. holiday or <laughs> uh, Rebecca, which was also mm-hmm. bad that I watched. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. really slim pickings and, <laughs> yeah. And this is where we ended up. Yeah, I know. What a strange November. Like, I I was looking back at what we'd been doing the years before. And it's like, it's always a struggle to know what to do because there's always so much. And now oh, we yeah. just have the opposite problem where it's just <laughs> crickets. Usually, usually it's like I put six things on the <laughs> spreadsheet. Shelby puts another four things. And then we're texting like, well, I want to cover this. Well, I want to cover this. Well, I want to cover this. And and it's like all sort of good options where yeah. now it's like, there's nothing on the spreadsheet. And like Thursday, I'll text Shelby. Hey, what are we doing? No response. No, we're both just like, no, we don't really want to watch anything. Finally, like, you know, the day before we're like, well, I guess we could do this. It's really the 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 best option of a bunch of terrible options. Yeah. And then I sort of watch it glumly on Sunday and yeah. uh and here we are. But I will say probably to the surprise of no one that I really enjoyed Emily in Paris and it honestly hit the same exact spot for me that Hubie Halloween did oh of like fun atmosphere literally no plot nothing matters at all just like a fun vibe well, when you to say romp that, through i guess i guess i'm confused when you say literally no plot are you saying like there is like that's the that's the driving force of this is plot like what do you mean it's not it's not about i mean emily just like, but like lingering in paris it's, but like what plot. what what would you describe as the plot of this well, Emily is an American from Chicago who, through some twist of fate, ends up being the American representative for a new Paris-America merger. And she's the social media maestro who has to bring the American perspective to um, upping the social media campaign for <laughs> this company. That represents different clients. See, that for me is a job description, but it's not really like a plot. I mean, well, she okay. goes. Every episode has a plot. That's the point of a TV well, show. The, but like, yeah, yes. Like, technically, yes. But in general, it's not like there's a murder. It's not like there's something happening. Like, basically, the show is she's in Paris. There's 10 episodes. They're each like 20 some minutes long. And. 
she's you know making friends like dating different people doing different campaigns of social media so do you for think her work any sitcom has a plot or are you just saying like oh new girl literally no plot sex in the city well, literally no well, plot but, i mean i guess that i i guess i didn't really even think of this as a sitcom i mean it's <laughs> funny but it's not like right but i'm it's just not trying like to jokey understand in the what you mean like to me the issues i had with this weren't like the setting weren't like that's not an issue but it was the plot like that's what i'm saying it's like i don't understand how you were like there's no plot you didn't like like, the plot plot didn't make sense you see my confusion well what well i guess (laughs) i guess maybe the plot also didn't make sense to me but i was sort of like eh, whatever like she's just living in paris bebopping around like i don't care really what she's doing the aesthetics like that was enough to just keep you entertained and like i thought the characters were like pretty entertaining <laughs> i thought the i mean the so, the social media angle of this is ludicrous yes. she's over there posting the worst content that i have ever seen like terrible pictures videos there's not a chance in hell that she would ever become yeah. viral for anything she posts yeah. and yet the likes just keep coming in she gets followers blah 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 whatever she's working at this marketing company and again comes up with terrible ideas <laughs> that somehow are successful quote unquote in the show so i didn't like that sort of thing i don't know it, it was just kind of like funny almost to right. me how bad it was yeah. i wasn't really caught up in it and then <laughs> and then the, i i mean the main i guess sort of season long plot if there is one is her and her relationship with this guy who lives downstairs from her who they kind of flirt he work <laughs> he's a chef he has a girlfriend who she becomes friends with so it's like they're the messy. yes but they kind of you know are trying to figure it out um she dates like various other guys throughout it so <laughs> it's kind of about same. her yes so it's all <laughs> kind of about her love life but I don't know. I just, it. I mean, it wasn't even, like, aesthetically, it's nice because it's just beautiful shots of Paris that I'm mm-hmm. sure, like, those areas normally are either A, covered in tourists, or B, are, don't look that good. But <laughs> it was, I don't know, especially during this time, we're, we're not traveling, we're not doing anything, to see this world that's, like, parties and fancy clothes and high heels yeah. and baguettes and boats on the river i was into it in the same way that with hubie halloween i was into like the pumpkins and the halloween costumes whatever those that's what i'm looking for and honestly that's the same thing that was getting me with eurovision i mean also the eurovision is a better movie than both of those two by a lot therapy hour but yes no the i i feel like that those are the kind of things that are really appealing to me now these like comforting sort of like fun no real drama Drama type no shows yeah yes no stakes whatsoever right i mean so, at one point she gets fired from the company and they're like it's france you can't actually get fired so <laughs> that's that's the stakes i like so no but this was created by um darren star who's famous for these sort of similar shows most notably sex in the city and then younger which is the um publishing <laughs> which i've never watched but now i'm like maybe i should yeah with like hillary duff getting the spinoff and all this so he has had his hand in these sort of female driven um yeah kind of luxury shows like beverly hills 90210 melrose place so 
this is really his bread and butter to use a Parisian reference that he's a not baguette to and make. and butte. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, it stars Lily. Oh my gosh, I always forget Collins. which one's her. Yes, Lily Collins. Uh, yeah, it was well received in the number of tweets it got, but most people really panned this show. Um, basically, for the reasons Matt <laughs> acknowledges, but finds no fault with, um, which is that it's kind of like silly. There's a lot of weird, there's a lot of weird like uh, choices about her career and her social media that don't make sense and that kind of prove it was written by like boomers who don't understand social oh, media yeah. today. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so there was just a lot of criticism, but most of it was like, you know, this is a silly, dumb show, but like, yeah, let's enjoy it while we can, basically. Except for um, Parisians themselves. The French did not like this show at all. Oh, I can. <laughs> of course they didn't. Because the whole thing is Absolutely like hated Paris it. stereotypes. Yes. Just stereotype city. A lot of like, a lot, a lot of weird references to, I think the most upsetting stereotypes were just this idea of like french male lovers and like there's a lot of weird references and jokes in here about how they don't they don't like to shower they're never monogamous there's a lot of weird pickup lines every single man in this universe falls in love with emily within like five seconds of meeting her how could you not though how could her. you not yeah. she's so i hated just, emily oh i, I loved emily hated her i could have watched this show without her and i think i would have enjoyed she's it more, so but she perky was so and annoying. dumb the whole time it's just I like know, it's a mood it was embarrassing it was like uh, no she's exactly it was great. what american tourists are like she expects everyone to cave to her she's annoyed when people don't speak english English, she's like, oh, this shopkeeper but was rude she, to me. No, she doesn't Even really get annoyed with anybody. Because she's, just like... she's just so nice. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so have you been to Paris? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I couldn't remember. If you but I want to go now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love Paris. I went there obviously just for a week, but that's the thing. And I took, I took French in college. I don't remember any of it. I'm truly terrible. But the one thing that was always talked about in all my French courses was that there's this idea that Parisians, that the French are mean, that they're rude, and that you just have to, you just have to grin and bear it because they're just such pompous jerks. But the truth is that if you just show a little respect, then they'll be nice to you. And it's like the most disrespectful thing is an American showing up and just being like, Oh, I don't speak French. Like, I don't understand your city. Like, why are you guys like this? Like, OMG, you guys are so mean and annoying. And it's like, well, what do you think you're going to get from that? You know, and I think that's what was frustrating watching this is that Emily at no at no point really tried to understand Paris, except when it served her, you know? I mean, yes, yes, no, I agree with that. I mean, I would, I would, I would say the same thing goes for New Yorkers. Like everybody's like, people in New York are so mean; they're the <laughs> yeah. worst. Blah blah blah. But then it's like, no, I will gladly help anyone figure out the subway map. It's convoluted and so confusing. But what I don't need is like whole groups of people just like being loud <laughs> and you know doing whatever. Right. Uh, but I don't know. I I read some takes on Emily in Paris that were sort of, you know, really 
serious and getting into like millennial culture and social media and just like (laughs) focusing on yourself. And this is what's the problem with our society and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, this show is not in any way, shape or form trying to be serious at all. It is the show fully is fully aware of the fact that Emily is just like ditzing her way through this and is somehow successful. And it's just like, it's just sort of like a fun time. I mean, I, I think that it is similar to something like Riverdale in the (laughs) fact that it is, it knows what it's trying to do. And Riverdale is obviously like much more extreme in all of its weird shenanigans Mm. and has like lots of plots. And, you know, it's like, how strange can we get every season? Like how much further can we take this where this was just really simple the whole time? I mean, I was (laughs) looking back through the episodes trying to like differentiate between them in my mind. And there's really like not even a lot that's going on in most of them. The (laughs) plots are so low stakes. They're just these weird like clients that have some kind of product that they're trying to sell. And the marketing company comes up with some idea. And then Emily in the end comes up with an idea that that actually works, even though all of the ideas are terrible. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's what was like, like, yes, I didn't hate this show. I didn't walk away feeling like they'd done something really dangerous or like, uh, or like it would have some lasting impact on, on media and our relationship with France. But it was sort of just like, wow, Emily is an annoying human and everyone involved in this, like character wise, like story wise, I was just like, you guys are all dumb and I am not enjoying the choices you're making right now. Oh, they're so dumb. They're so, everyone is an (laughs) idiot on this, which I I found very uh, fun. (laughs) Yeah. Even just the setup itself is that Emily is some 20 something I don't know. It seemed like she was an assistant who was maybe going to get a promotion but then she, finally. She also has a master's that she says yes. at one point. So I was like, she has to be at least like 25. There's no way that she's well, that's like, what she's not is a 21 year old. Is Lily Collins herself was like, oh, I think she's like 22. And it's like, Lily Collins, sit down. Like, you can't have a master's and be working in this industry for however many years they said she was due, you know, due for a promotion. Because yeah, she whatever. has experience and stuff. It was like, okay you're clearly like you should be late 20s at the very most because yeah the way this happens is her boss is supposed to go to paris but then her boss is pregnant and decides not to i don't know why girl but she decides that and so then the company sends emily and i was just like thinking of how old i would have to be before my boss was ever like you know what i can't do this international trip so why don't you go for me (laughs) And I don't think I'm there yet. And I'm, you know, 29. So it was a a lucky, well, a lucky turn of events. This is awkward, Shelby, because we just got an email for the podcast that said one of us has to go to Paris <laughs> for a year for the podcast and you're pregnant, oh, yeah. so you can't go. So oh, it's, it's yeah. going to have to Dang be me. It. Oh, man. Well, Sorry. I hope you enjoy it. I'm sure you'll you'll fit right in just like Emily does. I mean, I'm equally dumb and planning on falling in love with 700 different people. So it'll be great. But we do have to talk about her social media presence because this is a woman who works in social media marketing. Oh, yeah. And she starts off the show with 48 followers. And I don't know a single human being who has 48 Instagram followers. Like, I think you have to try hard to have that few followers. My dad has more than that, you know? Yeah. 
because you everyone knows more than 48 people within instagram <laughs> yeah. so that's the thing is that if you yeah. just get on and just add your family members and stuff you're going to have more than 48 followers i mean yeah. maybe not back in like 2012 or whenever instagram <laughs> became popular but at this point like everybody has it yeah. and the other thing is like yes i can sort of see like, like there are people who follow accounts of like people who live in weird, cool places. You know, mm-hmm, it's like this is a family mm-hmm. that lives in Alaska and I don't know them, but I follow them because it's interesting to see what it's like to live in Alaska. Yeah. So I could sort of see how it's possible that someone could follow her as like, oh, she's an American. She's from Chicago, but now she's living in Paris for a year. Like, let's see what that's all about. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say like when you have less than a thousand followers on Instagram, all of the people who you're getting are people who you are meeting you know like you don't have a lot of of just random people following That's you like, i mean I've we've tried yes it's like we've had this podcast for how for over two years now and i still do not have that many just I like know. random followers that i don't know in real life we should so, do we should do an exercise this holiday where we do emily in paris style instagram and see if we gain twenty thousand followers over the course of a few weeks her posts are just like weird <laughs> memes, s- bad selfies. Like they're they're honestly terrible pictures. Like yeah. like she'll post something, and I'm like, I could take a better version of that picture myself. <laughs> like, well, this is how you know it was written by boomers because she takes a single photo and instantly uploads it to Instagram. It's like, no, no, no. Where are yes. those like 50 photos, like trying every angle, changing the light. Uh-huh. You go into Visco, you go into Lightroom, you edit the settings. Like what's happening here? But she had great, you know, confidence in her selfie game. And like there's multiple times where she'll take a selfie and it's a bad selfie. <laughs> and I'm like you like i would have a better version of that just you know it's yeah you just take 15 of them and it's like okay well this is the best one so this is the one i'm going to use they're like cropped weird and and some of the things that she posts are pictures of herself like some of them are weird boomerangs some of them are yeah bad boomerangs some of them are just like almost meme types of things like at one point she takes a picture of these women who were just in like a soul cycle class or something and then who are outside smoking and she posts that like oh isn't this weird people smoking after an exercise class it's like no one is going to if I post that, it's getting, you know, like 30 <laughs> likes at most, you know? Yeah, no. I like, that's a bad post if you like normally post. At one point. So. Yes. Yeah, she's uh, making some choices for sure. Man, it's it's pretty, it's a pretty wild rise to fame for her. But then what was interesting to me is that it never actually ended up mattering, like outside of one episode where her Instagram game is an issue. Um, but then that was like episode four or five or something. And then the rest of the show, it's not really ever addressed again, like how how popular well, Instagram is. And it's not really a pertinent point. It was all very the, odd. And in the first couple episodes, there's a couple of times where she checks and is like, whoa, I have a lot of new followers <laughs> or whatever. But then at the end, I think she only has a couple so like 48,000 or something like that. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a lot for a normal person, but it's not a lot for a influencer so (laughs) i was confused like maybe i mean the season ends definitely in a way that would make you think that there would be a second season so maybe that's like an arc that's going to continue of you know her rise to stardom but 
Yeah, the social yeah. media, this stuff was very confusing. And then the other thing that I sort of mentioned is her her ability to attract these suitors without any real effort. Mm-hmm. And I also had just like my other one major qualm with the show is how generically white it is, like just 100% white. There's one black guy who's like the stereotypical gay man at the office. And then there's an Asian who it plays her friend, she f- discovers Mindy, who's like an ex, an expat from China, who's now a nanny and also Which, likes to sing. <laughs> did you see? Um, you saw Mean Girls the musical. Yes. Was she was she in it when you saw it? Because no. she played Gretchen Wieners originally. No, so I did not catch her in that. But yeah, she no. she, she was very famous good. from Broadway, and that's why they mm-hmm. allowed her to sing in this in this show. It sort of becomes a weird B plot. Is that she? <laughs> wants to be a singer bless her heart but then but was other than bad that, at one point because she was really bad on like um, china's got talent yeah and then <laughs> now is really good so it's that was interesting show. but what really bothered me was that every single love interest for emily and there's quite a few looked so alike to me they were just yes brunette tall did. white dudes and i I had trouble telling some of them apart. Some of them just looked like older versions of them. But it was just like, like I liked the main love interest as far as what he was serving as the character, Gabrielle. But then the rest of them, I was like, you couldn't just throw in someone who looks a little different? Like, what is going on here? Do they not have, like, redheads in Paris? Like, can we not get a black man here? Like, what's going on? It was just very odd. I was. I mean, what? There's not very many people recognizable in the show because most of the people are French actors, so that's yeah. a thing. But yes, so let's see. There's, there's her original boyfriend in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. There's. Doug. Uh, yeah. Yes, there's obviously the chef who lives below her. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the sort of intelligentsia guy with the beard and the glasses who complains about going to see Black Swan. <laughs> the Swan. There. Yes, or Swan Lake, yeah. whatever. There's... I would love a, a like ballet version of the Black Swan, like just that show in a ballet form. <laughs> yes, yes. What would that be? Lol. Like? <laughs> um, there's like the older guy who's also maybe having an who's married, who's a client, who's also having an affair mm-hmm, with her boss, mm-hmm, who sends mm-hmm. nipple rings to the <laughs> boss at one point because mm-hmm, Frenchmen, you know. There's the guy who works at the fashion studio who's also older than her yes very wealthy and then there is her friend's (laughs) 17 year old brother yeah which is honestly the is that everyone laughed out loud at oh i loved that sequence that was the best episode of the whole thing good moment um yes there was like a couple other like there was one guy at a party who flirted with her and tried to get her into bed with like the worst pickup line of all time oh yes and she looked very similar to the the chef um but yeah no and also the fact that I just have the other thing about rom-com sort of energy like this is that chefs are like a very hot thing right now. Like I think it's a career that's beloved in these sort of shows. Mm -hmm. And it's like in reality, a chef would be the worst person to date. Like, I don't know why this guy was always available to like make her omelets and pick up her packages and like do whatever any day of the week. It was just like, this man is a chef at a restaurant. Like restaurants are open all day long and you're the chef, you know? I mean, I guess maybe 
Was this restaurant only opened like in the afternoons? Like, was it just <laughs> yeah, a dinner maybe. restaurant? So maybe like he was available in the mornings. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I can see how chef is a hot occupation because it's like they could cook for you. You can <laughs> yeah. get like them doing stuff with a skillet. Right. I can see Wearing why. Little yeah. <laughs> get up. The mm. apron or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I can see why that is a more... And it's also an occupation that everybody knows what it is right away. Yeah. Where if you're like, I work uh, in the data, data analytics section <laughs> of this pharmaceutical company. It's like, okay, well, that's boring. And also mm. chef is an occupation that's not... It's not like police officer or something where it's like, oh, there's like political something. You know, <laughs> everybody has to eat. Everybody likes a chef. You can't right, disagree right, with that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so are you team Gabriel then, or are you, like, anti-cheating, you know? <laughs> Here's the thing. Here is the thing. The one the one thing that I really can never get behind, I feel like, is cheating. Yeah. The, like, if you want to murder a whole village in a movie, like, <laughs> I can probably be rooting for you five minutes later. But for whatever reading, reason, cheating is just, like, I find it so stupid. Because it's like, yeah. if you, if he's with... So he so Gabriel is dating this girl Camille who is also friends with Emily and is very sweet yes, and wonderful throughout the whole the show. show and yeah. is probably yeah yeah my favorite character. So it's like if Gabriel wants to be with Emily, he can just break up with Camille. Like that's the solution. Exactly. If that if you find someone who you like more, you don't cheat, you just break up with the first person and start dating the second person. So I don't understand I don't know. It's it's tricky. It, I, I I had a hard time rooting for them, especially because Camille is so great, mm-hmm. and I could never really tell whether or not Gabrielle like wanted to pursue <laughs> the relationship or didn't, because uh, like a couple of times him and Emily sort of kiss each other and then sort of regret it. So I don't know. It was a very weird. I I had trouble uh, figuring out whether or not I was rooting for them. Yeah. And then these various other love interests came in and most of the time they were presented as good options at first and then you sort of realize <laughs> later on that they weren't as great. So I kept thinking, "Oh, well she's like the Gabrielle plotline, that's something that we're going to deal with like later on, you know, at some other point like Camille will mm-hmm. break up with him or something and then we'll get to that. But in the meantime, we have these other love interests who are also really great people, but no, they turned out all to be bad and then yeah. it was just her and Gabrielle in the end. So I don't Yeah, know. it was weird kind of the way they presented these French men and French relationships, which was very much like, oh, everyone has a everyone has a, a little extra side piece. Like no one re- you have to have the messy romance. That's what matters most. Like, why care? Like you know, it's just say la vie. Always yeah. sleep with someone in your office. That's a <laughs> French thing. I was like, Ugh, yeah. that's called harassment, everyone. <laughs> Right. There was a lot of that coming from her. Like everyone had that that like excuse. Her friend Mindy was like, oh, that's the French way. Her boss was like, you're too uptight if you believe in happy endings. And and so it was all kind of like strangely set up where I never knew like what what the showrunners wanted us to really feel because it seemed like it seemed because even Emily seemed to change her tune sometimes where she's like, oh, I can't do this. Like I I want the whole crepe, as she puts it. So, mm, <laughs> very yes. cool. Um, But then it's also like, Gabriel's like, oh, well, I didn't actually, I just wanted to go get breakfast. Like, we're friends. We can be mature about this. Which I was like, yeah. Because the first time they kissed, she didn't know that he had a girlfriend. So, it's like, okay, right. fine. 
But then they kiss again when they're both kind of drunk and he makes some sort of comment about like, oh, I've been wanting to blah, 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 you know? And it's like these Uh sort of plots are just kind of lazy at a certain point because it, you know, the will they won't they have it all is (laughs) just a standard in television. But it felt just kind of weirdly weighted in this French world they've created where everyone's a little horny all the time. And oh, so, so horny. Yeah. <laughs> so it was weird, too, because Emily seemed to be able to move on with almost any guy who ever paid her any attention. So it was like, does she actually care about Gabriel that much? But then she ruins her friendship with the only nice person she's met in Paris to be with Gabriel but then when she is with Gabriel she's like well you're leaving anyways so like nice knowing you I won't ever talk to you again so I just like overall my general sentiment was that I did not like Emily I found her to be extremely stupid and short-sighted and everything she did never made any sense to me so I I did not hate her I liked her (laughs) I thought she was kind of fun she was just very like nice and optimistic and positive the whole time so, but I find- she was sort of mean and kind of rude the whole time, too. It was just hidden behind an American smile. But see, I think that that I don't think that she was being rude. I think she was just being dumb. You know, <laughs> I feel like I we guess. all have some of those friends who it's like they do they do things that normally we would be really aggravated by. But it's kind of just because they're dumb. <laughs> I guess. I mean, the cringiest part of the whole show for me was probably when she's sitting in a restaurant and the steak comes out on not medium like she asked. And oh, so yes. she tries to send it back. And this is sort of the meet cute moment to realize that her neighbor's a, a chef. Mm-hmm. And I was so bothered by her because she would not she would not shut up. And I was like, cringe levels are high on this. I like wanted oh, yeah. to die. And she just kept on being like, the customer is always right. And like insisted that she get her way and then ultimately was like wooed by the hot chef who was like just try it and then she did and she's like oh actually this is good and it's like yeah emily yeah well and uh, as someone who would never send any dish back at a restaurant i was also very traumatized by that i was like oh no you just shut up and you eat it (laughs) it was frustrating that she she never had to like grow like i kept waiting for her to be humbled by something because like in the first episode, one of her coworkers calls her out for that's being a little I'm arrogant. That's why I'm saying that there's no plot. Like she yeah, never goes through any adversity true. in that's the entire show. It. Yeah, because there's some times where the show seems to be like self-aware of Emily's dumbness and like arrogance. And they try and like side eye her through the French characters. But then it's hard to really like know if they think she's in the wrong or not because she never has to learn something because everything always works out for Emily. And so, yeah, I think that was what was generally frustrating about the show's quote unquote plot or lock that lack thereof is just that she never she never had to make an effort really to meet her French counterparts in the middle. It was just like her way or the highway or she'll just move on. You know, it was just kind well, of a frustrating character point for me. Because every episode, there's some issue with the marketing firm. (laughs) And the French are like, this is how we do it. And she's like, I'm doing it this other way because I'm American. And then the French are like, that's stupid. And then in the end, the American thing works out. And the French are like, well, maybe you did know better after all. But it was just (laughs) this one time. But then it happens like eight times within the show. But the fact, like, yeah, she never has to go through any adversity. She never has any real lessons to learn. Uh, like, I think that contributes to the fact that there's really no plot. Also, yeah. 
when this love triangle, well, there's there's really two weird love triangles in the show. There's the one between Emily, her boss, and this older client uh, that it comes up, but that really never comes to a head. There's never really any action that comes as a result of that. And then there's also the plot between Emily, Gabrielle, and Gabrielle's girlfriend and that also really never comes to a head like the girlfriend never sees them kissing she there's a couple times where you think that maybe she's gonna confront emily about something but then it's a completely different topic altogether so it's a weird show that sort of sets things up and doesn't get rid of them but like doesn't really address them this almost feels like the first half of like a 26 episode season where you know you it's on network tv and you know that it's going to be going the whole time except for it isn't so yeah. i don't know it was uh it was weird i'll be excited to watch the second season though <laughs> because i feel like there's a lot to uh, wrap answer. up yeah i mean yeah. mindy has lost her job as a nanny and is now a musician and is camille gonna find out about emily and gabrielle and is gabrielle gonna try and date emily is emily gonna stay with her other client like sexy designer rich man like i don't know uh omg <laughs> what's gonna happen so uh, many questions i'm excited thank thank your mom for making for telling us that we should watch <laughs> this because i was i was fully enjoying it i was like this is a good pick this yeah. is great i like this a lot <laughs> it was probably better than anything else we could have watched but i do want to just say that i think it's really weird that she keeps um breaking her own rules and that she decided she would hook up with this um, designer client dude because to me that's just like a huge no-no like I just I don't think that's a smart idea <laughs> but whatever also, Emily also, also he was way older than she oh was. yeah yeah no it's hugely inappropriate I just mm -mm -mm -mm. I don't that's another thing that I don't understand is the attraction to like significant to people who have a very different age than you are uh like, I am already at the point where I feel like you look at people who are in college and think like, oh, they're like, they're too young. And like anybody who's 40, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> so to have her on this show, on one hand, be sleeping with a 17 year old and then in the next episode to be with like someone who's at least 20 years older than her. Yeah. It's like, is that a am I just weird for not? for like having such a restricted view or <laughs> yeah we're not is there something else going that. on we're not i like, guess that's it mm -hmm. you know we gotta just let love be love you know it's just because uh, how much older than you is rob <laughs> like uh let's see three years three or two let's see he's 32 yeah so like three to four three and a half see that's like normal i feel like <laughs> yeah we make the cut yeah, Were no, you, I mean, have you ever been attracted to a much older man? I mean, I guess there's celebrities that I would be like, oh, yeah, I'd 100 percent be fine with that. OK, you know? well, I mean, and, and, and I guess he was in charge of, a, you know, a fashion company. or whatever. Yeah, so I mean, he was money is rich. attractive. Yeah. I will say that <laughs> I was very, very confused by the uh, fashion house choice to go down this like garbage path and like wear all these. She, I don't know what happened there. I honestly don't. It's like she was working for some high-end haute couture like designer. He had a he had a bad press moment, sort of gave up, and then ultimately was inspired by her saying that fashion is for the 
for the basics that he decided to make these like tacky dresses. I don't know what was well, happening those, there. Those dresses, that is like a famous look that <laughs> like that's a thing okay. that's been done before. Those big like tule dresses that have uh, like writing sort of on the yeah, front of them. Have they ever been so ugly? I mean, yes, yes, because they had a camp exhibit at the Met last year. That was like the fashion thing. And I saw them there. And also I've seen various like RuPaul's Drag Race contestants basically wear the same thing because it's like a famous. I don't know who it did it because I know nothing about it fashion at all. But that is like a look when when all those models came out in those dresses. I was like, oh, clearly this is they just stole this from whoever else originally designed these. But yeah, yeah, it was it was weird. And and the fact that they were in a garbage truck, that was that was, I think, a new angle to it. So I don't know what that was going on. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I just don't understand fashion. I mean, is there anything else or should we get into the lightning round question? Or I guess yeah. now, later or never, what are your thoughts? I think now this is a fun show. And yeah. honestly, when better to watch this than when the nation is on the brink of a civil war? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's pretty low stakes. I feel like I would have eventually watched this anyway. Like I had kind of bookmarked it for like, you know, board times during a newborn phase. Um, but yeah, I guess it's like watchable. Either you you'll cannot, hate it or you'll like it. I cannot say enough for TV shows that have episodes that are under 30 minutes long, <laughs> like that are like a 23, 25 minute episode. It's yeah. so nice and convenient to like squeeze in between things to like watch on your lunch break. It feels like nothing. Also, you can watch through them quickly, like if you're laying in bed, you can watch like four of them <laughs> and you realize like, oh, this is the same amount of time is like one episode of Watchmen you know I feel like these HBO shows and these cable shows and even Netflix stuff they'll have episodes that are like 70 minutes long or it's Mm -hmm. a comedy and it'll have an episode that's like 40 minutes long I like this where it's a it's sort of a comedy but it's also a little bit of a drama but it's still the episodes are real short like i would not call this a drama in any sense of the no but it's not like but it's not a sitcom you know yeah, it's, I mean, it's situational it's, comedy. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but it's not as jokey as yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it's, there's it's a lot of parts of it that girl, aren't really jokes. In the city. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess I never watched that. So I don't know what that vibe is. But yes. yeah, it's, sure. Or like it's, uh, it's not even I mean, Gossip Girl is way too dramatic to be similar to this but yeah i mean it's not as dramatic as like riverdale or something obviously (laughs) but it's not uh i mean it's it's very airy there's not really that much plot to it but it's also not something where they're like shoehorning jokes in left and right you know and like if this if this had a laugh track there'd be long sections where like there (laughs) you wouldn't need a laugh track that's true and it's all filmed on location so that's nice and oh um, yeah and it has a very french cast which is also nice because otherwise you would have been distracted by bad accents and and even worse cliches probably so what do you mean shabby i don't know what you're talking about please kiss me on the show yeah okay well let's do rapid fire questions let's do it okay um f mary kill and the options are the boyfriend from chicago the (laughs) douchey boyfriend who doesn't like swan lake Mm. and the old guy who works at the fashion place who uh, takes her on the boat ride oh okay um, so truly like the worst three of the boyfriends. Yeah, I would uh, I would 
Probably F Doug, you know, just get that out of the oh, way. Oh, the Chicago the one? Chicago mm-hmm. guy. I would murder the pretentious guy because I hate that energy. And then I would definitely marry the guy who's about the to old guy. The... Well, do you mean like the original designer or you mean the. No. I mean, he's like no age. He's uh, yeah, not that yeah. old. Okay. Yes. Well, old And he's going to inherit the fashion house and he owns like boats and chateaus and stuff. Like, why wouldn't I marry him? I guess him? that's true. I guess that's Who true. Who are you going to marry in that scenario? I, w- I was going to marry the Chicago boyfriend. <laughs> The Chicago boyfriend was the worst character in the show because he gave up and didn't even bother going on a trip to Paris because he didn't want to be alone in Paris. Yeah, while but she's I like Chicago. So okay, it worked. Okay. Well, I wish then, you all the happiness in the world. And then I think I would F the douchey guy and kill the <laughs> kill wow. the guy the old guy on Why the boat. Why would you kill him? You really think he's that he old? He seems so I don't know. I was not into that. That was yeah. my least favorite relationship. No, I, mean, I was I just like, this is so dull. But yeah, okay. I mean, that's okay. You're going to live with those choices and that's fine. Um, I liked the douchey guy and t- through the first date. And then it was only did. on the second date that I was like, like, oh, oh yeah, this, this is bad. <laughs> like we have similar. He's energies. like talking about Hemingway or whatever yeah. at the cafe. I was like, great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little too familiar there. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to say, you know, we've talked about how chefs are the new it thing. Um, oh, we've okay, also yes. seen architects, things like musicians. Uh-huh. What career should rom-coms try and make cool next? Well, hmm. I feel like oh, another angle of this is that people find it sexy when they're doing some kind of like work that's a little bit more manual. Like mm. I don't think office jobs or jobs right, that are right. on your computer are very like hot. <laughs> so I think like furniture designer, like that feels mm, like some yeah. kind of construction work. Like, I mean, when uh, Brad Pitt was fixing the, whatever that was on Leonardo DiCaprio's roof in, um, uh, in once upon a time in Hollywood, like that was a <laughs> moment that I feel like a bunch of people were You're into. Right. Yes. And then if you're not, that if you are doing something that's like computery, you really have to, uh, you know, sort of be able to look attractive while like wearing glasses and sort of like writing down things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't I'm trying to think of like a weird profession, though, that that people could be very into. Hmm. I feel like maybe uh, some kind of like like activist could be very <laughs> in you know like that feels like of the moment i could see a bunch of rom-coms where you know someone is like a grassroots organizer type person yeah you know that's interesting i i feel like they should make that you know usually that character is an annoying figure so if they Uh can find a way to spin it to be a cool guy then that'd be great do you have a did you have a profession that you're locked I've and loaded always with? been intrigued by um referees I think um <laughs> there's room to make that like how do you wow. become a referee you know and then you end up being yeah hated I, don't, I guess by, I like, don't know mm-hmm. everyone in this sport but you're also there like on the field like how much do you get paid like I would love a movie or a show that kind of explores the referee life you know like how did that happen where did they live yeah Yeah, i have so many questions (laughs) are you assigned to one specific like area or do you just go where the games are like 
you know i think you wouldn't be able to do that because then you'd get attached to that right i think that you would have to ref areas that you don't live in. so then you'd have that angle of like oh they're always Mm -hmm. traveling and yeah like always (laughs) on the road so it'd be tough for the love interest but then they'd honestly i would watch this movie i feel like this could be good i really am obsessed with it i want my kid more than playing sports i want them to their dream to be a to be a referee i feel like that's a posh job that's okay. really under underexplored by most people well when little matthew polo you know comes <laughs> yeah. out yeah we'll see I'll, I'll point him in the right direction um okay if you had to be an influencer in a foreign city not paris mm-hmm. uh which city would you choose um, also, I think you can't pick London either. Uh, but I, I love London. I know. I, have an I know. We both to love London. London. We both have an attachment, but we need to pick something more interesting because otherwise, we're just both going to say that. Well, I don't know then because I'd feel rude if I went to a different city and I didn't know the language. Well, that's the whole point. But yeah, you don't get to speak the language. You just have to go there. Okay, I guess I do something really basic, like like Rome or <laughs> Venice. See, you are Emily, Shelby. This is all coming. I'd want to go somewhere. Like, I don't know. I guess somewhere in Asia could be cool, but I'd feel so intimidated by not knowing the language. You can't be intimidated, Shelby. You just have to be like, everybody else can figure this out. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Where would you choose? I think that I would, I think I'd be very into someplace snowy. So I'm thinking maybe like Copenhagen or like. Stockholm or something. Yeah. I think I could be good in a Scandinavian setting. Yeah, I think no, that'd be that, a vibe that for me. Works for you, I can see that going well. I don't. I could not do the cold, so I'd have to go somewhere like warm. I so. love a winter coat, honestly. Yeah, I know it's a, it's a vibe for you. So I hope it works out. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, what? What? Like who? If you could have cast anyone else as a love interest to diversify Emily's um, hit list, who would you have loved to see in this show? Okay, let me think about this. Uh, I mean, well, obviously Michael B. Jordan, I feel like, is my answer to everything. (laughs) Yeah, as always. How wild would that have been? You're watching Emily in Paris. It's like C-list celebrities and then boom, (laughs) Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan with doing a French accent. He's got like a beret on. <laughs> He's like, I'd have been into it. Yeah, no, of course, obviously. Um, let me think about somebody else though. Who would be like? I mean, honestly, they love an old person in this show. So really, <laughs> there's no, there's no age limit. Um, I'm trying to think of like who is somebody who could be like, um, sort of like a Spaniard. I feel like oh. could be. Like a young Antonio Banderas right, yeah, kind of a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who, who that person is, but I feel like that could be interesting. And then also you'd have the angle of like, well, this person is also not from France. They're from Spain. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. That's what, that's what I'm looking for. I was thinking um, Harry Shem Jr. Like from Glee and from Crazy Oh, yeah, Asians yeah. Could fit mm-hmm. in. He seems He's like one of those on people that level. who's secretly like 55 as well. So... <laughs> I don't think he's that old. Oh, you're uh, he's right. Not he's that 38. Old. I was going to say, I, I know that when he was on Glee, it was like everyone was like 20 and he was like yeah. 29. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I would have welcomed that too. So, Okay. My last question is, what is your favorite uh, bakery treat? Like, we're going to the bakery. What are you ordering? 
I guess like I croissant, do. I a crepe, a muffin. I do the um, almond croissant. Oh, I do love those. Those are so those good. Those are, yeah, I'm just the, I don't even know what that almond pasty butter is yeah. in there, but it is yummy. And it's like, why is this not in everything? <laughs> yeah. That's my question. Like, can we just get like, it where is, frosting? Wh- like, what? Right. Why are we holding Why are there not this? like, why is there not an ice cream that's flavored like this? <laughs> you know, I have questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what about you? I mean, honestly, I love that. Mm-hmm. And there's some places that do an almond raspberry croissant, oh. which I can really get into. Yeah, and pistachio so, but, croissants are also good. I, I mean, going back to London, mm. I love a scone with clotted cream oh, on no, it. No, so, no, no. and jam. Are, mm. No. You know, no. in fact, a scone in fact and the some only coffee. reason I could deal with London food scene is because it's so international, because like English food itself is so not high on my list. I ate so many scones <laughs> while I was in the UK for two weeks last year. Like every yeah. day I would just be like, I'd be like, well, these aren't that good for me. But, you know, <laughs> how, how often am I going to be here? Better get another scone. Yeah, but you walk so much. So it's really no big deal. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's, that's why true. all the Parisians are skinny is because, yes, they eat carbs, but they also are walking. They're active. Say I mean, I live in New York and that wasn't exactly helping me for a while. So. <laughs> It's honestly, now that I'm in quarantine walking less, I'm getting better. <laughs> well, I guess I don't know the science then. I was just trying to help. Uh, um, okay, well, we'll be back next week. We, uh, who, who knows? knows what we're going to do? You know, game time decision, honestly. Yeah, but if you send us enough emails about one particular thing, then chances are we'll probably fold and just just finally give in. Yeah, unless it's Mrs. Maisel. We're not yeah, watching Mrs. Not, Maisel. Never. Not enough time. Nope. We we need a you are going to have to pay us a lot of money and by a lot of money I mean like $100 in order to do an episode on Mrs. Yeah. Maisel. So You know what? That's something we should do instead of like a podcast tour, we should just sell tickets for people to watch us watch Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> I think that could work. I mean, you There's know, weird things happen. Everybody, we did get an email today from a company that does podcast merch <laughs> asking if we wanted to do it. So, yeah. Think about or that. Or isn't that like, like, what is it? Twitch, where you watch people play video yes, games? Yes, Twitch. But we Twitch, could do but that. Maisel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no one will sign up for that. No, thank okay, you. I don't know. People okay. watch Shia LaBeouf watch his own movies. So, well, that's because he's Shia LaBeouf and he's not us. <laughs> Well, we'll see. Just uh, send us your no, thoughts. Me just email wolfing down seven almond croissants while watching Maisel. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, follow us on social media. Send us an email. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.